Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Let me bang. I do let you bang. Let me bang again. Let you bang. Let you bang. Greetings, Mary Jesus. Go for Jesus. No for Jesus. Hey, I'm not surprised, motherfucker. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time once again. For your favorite mixed martial arts podcast, recording out of Los Angeles, California, it's MMA Roasted with Adam Hunter. Who the fuck is that guy? Hey, welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted podcast. I'm here with Don Fry, who has new Wi-Fi. This is like, I love it. This is great, man. Uh, as well as Greg Romero Wilson. Uh, it's going to be a great, uh, great podcast. Brendan Schwab sucks just to join the meeting. So Sean's here. Uh, <laughs> um, I, uh, it's been a crazy, dude, yesterday I almost got arrested getting the vaccine. Uh, what? You, you can't push the old ladies out of the way. You got to wait your turn. So, <laughs> so what? So what happened was, so in LA, it says like anybody who's uh, a gym teacher or a sports coach. Teacher. Teacher, right? Okay. Right. Now, now McCorkle's Wi-Fi is what. So I'm like, all right, I coach wrestling for thirteen years, you know. So my my wife comes in and she's like, you can you 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 qualify. So I went online and I did it. I drive to Magic Mountain, which people don't know. It's like an hour and a half out of the way, you know. Yeah. All the way over there. I like wait in line, the whole thing. I get there. They're like, okay, do you have a school ID saying you work there? Now, I don't, now, all right, now the Wi-Fi is terrible. Is that him again? All right, so now the Wi-Fi is terrible. So uh, I knew we jinxed it. I, kn- I knew we jinxed it. So I like get there and um, – and they're like, no, we don't, I don't have a school ID because it's like an after-school program that's like outside of the school, even though it's right. school. It's like they cut the funding in LA. They cut funding so these, these what, keep people out and like got their own kind of thing, right? So I'm like, no, but I'm like, but I have pictures of me and kids in red, which sounds horrible. You know? so, <laughs> bet you do. So I'm I showing you like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I have pictures of me with kids in the wrestling outfit and out of it. Yeah. Yeah. What, what other photos? Yeah, clown costume. <laughs> but now I'm like, they're like, they're like so one guy said, "Well, this." They're like, "This doesn't count." So they're like, "You have to leave." I'm like, "But what? What? what I just drove an hour and a half. So come back at three thirty. Uh, I'm like, "What do I need?" She's like, uh, "A pay stub." Okay. So now I go into my 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 Chase app, you know, and I gotta remember my password, and I like. I'm looking for like checks that I got like from two years ago from 18 to $24, each. you know, like some kind of ridiculously low. So I'm looking and she's like, exit, you have to leave. I'm like, no, no, you said I have to get a pay stub. I'm getting a, no, out. So now I'm like, I'm not leaving. Jesus. She's like, so now she's like security. So six security guards walk over. I'm like, they're like, you have to go. She doesn't want to see you. I go, no, let me just 
find, she said, you didn't have it. I go, no, I said, I have to find it. I'm looking for it. I found it. Then I found the pay stub, right? Now on the pay stub, it says like, you know, Paul Revere wrestling, you know, you know, where the cool kids stay after school. Like it says that on each check, like they're like, right. You put a little saying sometimes. Sure. No, I didn't say it. That's like written on the check. That's like their right. logo. So the lady walks over. She's like, what does it say? I'm like, it says where the cool kids, she goes, that doesn't count. And walks, I'm like, you, are you saying these kids aren't cool? Uh, you know, like, what are you talking about? <laughs> so, so, so now like 10 people come over, like, you have to leave. I'm like, no, listen, I've been coaching 13 years, 15 years. I started the high school program for the Pally. I'm like, I'm not leaving because I'm getting a vaccination. I, I, I don't have, she's like, okay, the, get the fire marshal. The fire marshal walks over. Uh, now, now he's there. It's me in my car. Oh my God. Adam, you're, how does this happen? You are that show, uh, what, what's his name? The guy Curb. from Seinfeld? Curb, you are Curb Your Enthusiasm. I'm like, I'm not leaving. It says coaches, I coach. And now I'm like winning some of these people over. Like, like one of the Mexican dudes is like, you know, uh, I think he's right. You know, he's got a point. And they're like, listen, we're the security guards. The nurses don't want to give you the shot. I go, tell me why. I have everything. Like, I have everything. The fire marshal bill says no. So then, right. then, then like, the main lady came over, right? The main, I'm like, the main lady came over. She's like, they're like, well, we're going to call the police. I'm like, go ahead. Like, you want to arrest me? for what, get, If I go to jail, they'll give me a shot in jail. They give him prisoners. Right? <laughs> That's true. So, so now... The, now they come back. I have to get a letter from the principal. So now I have to call my boss, uh, who then has to go to the principal, who wrote a letter and emailed it to me saying I work for LA, you know, and then I, I ended up getting my shot. But what a... What an ordeal. Yeah, what an ordeal. So have you gotten your shot, Don? Adam, no. I don't plan on it. Sean, what were you saying? Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm not taking a shot no matter what. But uh, also, uh, your story about uh, how they were treating you reminds me when the UFC cut me. They were like, no, dude, really, you have to leave. And I was like, no, no, I'm still in a contract with UFC. I'm still going to hang around all the events and all the fighters. Like, dude, listen, you got to go. Like, no, no, I'm still a UFC fighter. That's kind of what it reminded me of. That's hilarious. Uh, uh, wait. Dude, when I was – you know that line that you're talking about on your checks where you can add an extra yeah. statement? And they're yeah. like, we're the cool kids. Okay. So when I, they're like the first business checking account I ever had, I think it was like 22 years old. And so when I realized I, there was an extra line, you know, you're filling out the thing. I was like, can you put anything on this line? And they're like, yeah, you can put anything on that line. Like name your business. And then like, if you want doing business ads or something, whatever. And so I thought about it for a minute. And so the first time I did it, I put in there, uh, is there anything in my teeth with a question mark? And then, and this is the 90s, so you would still use the check at the grocery store. Yeah. And then she would look at it, she, and they'd always look over, and I'd be like, <laughs> showing my teeth. <laughs> and then uh, uh, the, what I did after that was, don't touch my pants. That's I, it just said, don't touch my pants. And they would read it and look at me. I'm like, don't even think about it. And then uh -huh. now on my checks, it says, uh, you deserve the best that you can afford. Nice. <laughs> That's awesome. So I'm just surprised a gay porn company paid a check back. They paid it back then. They paid it today. Don, your now Don, your Wi-Fi was amazing when we started, and now it's acting yeah. up. What did you do differently since differently. the last six minutes? 
I don't know. You cut me off a couple of times, you know. Some you one of you guys muted me uh, two or three times. Yeah, because <laughs> I muted you because there's an echo. Like I talk and I hear an echo. I'm, Greg, am I right? Are you hearing an echo too? It comes and goes. Okay. All right. So then, all right. So Friday night, I had a show outside, right? On like it was like at like I don't know some like a nice outside somebody's window. Yeah, it was a nice hotel in, uh, I don't even know what he said, but I know it was obnoxious. So it was a... <laughs> I didn't hear it either. So I get to the show, and I'm like the last comic, and I'm watching the fight, and I go on, and the crowd's great, and then all, it's like, it's at a hotel, people are sitting at the hotel. So I get up, and I do the joke about, you know, I would never, you know, sm I would never spank my kid, it's 2021, I'm gonna taser, right? Some lady was like, mid-20s, early 30s, kind of chubby, blonde. She's like, well, she'll tase you back. And I'm like, oh, okay, all right. So I'm like, this is not, and she's like, that's not nice to do to a kid. That's a child that, that starts yelling at me, right? Like, I'm really gonna tase my kid, right? Then, then she's like, you know what, you suck. And I'm like, listen, she's like, you're not even staying at this hotel. Uh, I have a room here. And I'm like, well, what are you, a prostitute? Like, what, what do you want from, like, leave. <laughs> Now, now the black people are, are like rolling laughing. Cause she's like, I'm like, this is like, I'm like, what are you, the Karen of comedy? Like, I'm just murdering her. So she gets kicked out. And I don't know, Greg, you ever have a thing where like you do something in the crowd, crowd work, crazy, and then you almost can't follow your crowd work with jokes? Oh, it's absolutely. Cause it's too exciting. It's yeah. gotten too exciting. Yeah. yeah. Which is exactly what happened. Uh, so that was that. Was that. Uh, how was your week? You know, you book, you book more shows over big fight nights than any, for someone who runs an MMA podcast. I know. It's amazing the way you never are available to actually watch the fights. <clears throat> I know. Well, let's talk about the fights. Uh, since we all watched it. Uh, Don, where did you watch the fights this week? At uh, my camera guy's house, Tony. Oh, nice. Now, what did you think of the main event, uh, Stylebender? against Jan Bakovic. What did you think of that fight? Uh, I was fighting to stay awake, you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was the hardest fight. That was the real fight. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it had so much hype behind it. You know, I, I think as far as Israel, he's a great fighter, but there's weight classes for a reason. If you're going to yep. up 20 pounds – and you show up eating pizza at the weigh-in and coming in 10 pounds under, and wrestling isn't your strong suit. And the one fight that you looked bad was against, uh, I mean, against Golgastelum kind of, I didn't say look bad, it was a great fight, but Marvin Vittori kind of took him down. It's going to be hard to stop a takedown from a guy that's 30, 40 pounds heavier than you. And that's pretty much what happened. I don't think Israel necessarily looked bad. He just didn't look great. Uh, McCorkle, I think he looked bad. I thought he looked bad. He should use the speed and his footwork. How come he didn't do that? I mean, Greg, what are your thoughts? Well, I thought he did do that. I mean, the, the, he had the, the punching. He didn't have the power. He just ran into a guy that was just a lot tougher than he was. He, he didn't have enough power to knock the guy out or hurt him, and he just kept coming and was able to use his strength and durability against him. I mean, he, he, he had the speed. He was, and he was, he was missing more punches than he normally does, though, which I found very surprising. Usually he connects – at a much higher rate, I just, this guy I think was just a lot tougher than anybody he fought in his other weight division. Sean? Yeah, man. Uh, up, uh, John. Offset Stylebender was overrated from, uh, well, I said, I said uh, Offset Stylebender <laughs> was overrated from day one. I, 
I always said, wait till he gets in there with a really, really good wrestler with good takedowns. He's going to be on his back and not be able to do anything. I was cracking up after how he acted like it didn't bother him at all. Like, if you're not sad after losing a title fight, you're not very competitive, yeah. I can tell you that. You know, he's like, oh, I don't care. Yeah. Oh, I'll rule 185. And I was just thinking how awesome it'd be to be that guy because, like, you could tell your wife or girlfriend, listen, if we go out tonight and anybody starts anything, as long as they weigh under 185, I've got them. Uh, you know, whatever. Like, I just don't understand that whole uh, – you understand that whole uh, – I could beat up – Frank Shamrock used to say that he could beat up any man under 200 pounds in the world. And uh, then I was like, first of all, if you're under 200 pounds, are you actually a man? Uh, but then um, – but, yeah, I thought he was overrated. And uh, I said the same thing about Anderson Silva for years. I kept saying Anderson looks great. Wait till he faces a really good wrestler. And he got him with Chael got manhandled, even though he won. But got uh, put on his back. And uh, I even heard out of Sonya after the fight talk about, yeah, I was going to use my guard to do this or that. He looked like – he looked like he had never rolled in his life, like on the ground. He he wasn't getting his hip out, wasn't digging for an underhook, wasn't trying anything, just laying there surviving. Like I'll tell you what, I'm glad I'm glad I qualify as a man via obesity. <laughs> that, uh, I'm like, okay, I'm mm-hmm. over 200 pounds by a little bit. There you go. That's good to know. <laughs> That's my new excuse for not losing weight. It seems like everybody who qualifies- Luckily, there's no upper weight limit or I wouldn't be a man. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like everyone who calls out John Jones loses. It seems like that's the kiss of death. Everyone who's thinking about John Jones before their fight at like one at two oh five ends up losing. And then John Jones gets on Twitter, who then says, "Stop thinking about me, you fucking idiots!" Ah ha ha! And just kind of rubs it in everyone's face. Um, <laughs> Shit! You can't think about another fight. You got to think about the one in front of you. You know, not the next one or the last one. Or what have you? You know, you, there's one fight that should concern you. Now, now, Don. I mean, when you fought, was there anybody that weighed 20, 30 pounds lighter than you that could have beaten you? You think? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> it's just um, now. All right. So about Amanda Nunez. Yikes. I mean, wow. Speed kills. This girl's got everything. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do because if that girl was the best at 145, it wasn't even competitive. I mean, it, it really wasn't even. Yeah. It, it was, you know, I was saying that they were just feeding her somebody to have her fight somebody. But then on Saturday, they were showing all the videos of her having this baby and looking all happy and comfortable. And I'm like, whoa, now that's the only thing that could stop her is happiness. Yeah. You know, we've seen that before. Then she got in the ring and like, oh, yeah, no, she's fine. She's just, <laughs> she got it. <laughs> or she, she killed that opponent. She was yeah. no opponent. So, I mean, what was the problem? I mean, the other <laughs> guy going to beat that. She gets Holly Holm, you know? Holly yeah. Holm was the only one. Gave her a halfway decent fight. I mean, as of recently, there were girls that beat her back in the day. It just seems like speed kills, you know, and – she just has enough. She has a lot of power. And I was gonna say, and power, power yeah. And, and got, I don't know. I don't know what's gonna happen with that division. I don't know what one forty. I mean, there's a girl named Kayla Harrison, who's a two-time gold medalist in judo, who's undefeated, who who fight, who could who could make one forty-five. But the problem is, she, she trains with her. That that's her training partner. So they've they they know what they're gonna do to each other. And I don't know how well this does. This girl's like kind of behind her as far as striking goes. But maybe that's the fight to make. But Kayla needs a bunch of girls before that. But that's probably the only girl at 145 that I can see that can give Amanda trouble. 
I just can't. Well, I think that's kind of the problem with women's fighting in general. I mean, the some of the smaller divisions have more of them in it, but I mean, it's 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 the fact that there's only so many good ones, and once they beat a few of the other ones, there's not a lot. I mean, they're like waiting for girls to get better and get some more wins so they can just automatically get them into a title fight because they need somebody to fight. Them. It's it's. I think that's kind of one of the problems with women's fighting. Although Juliana Pena, they're saying they're gonna make Pena, and I like that fight. I know I, I gotta go for my girl Juliana. I'm gonna be rooting for her. That's my, my friend. That's my like legit friend. She's got an uphill battle. Don't get me don't get me wrong. It's got it's not gonna be, it's not gonna be easy. But the thing about Pena is that she is has zero fear. She's she's just she believes she's gonna win that fight, and that's yeah. that's, that's dangerous. Um, now let's talk about the uh, the Aljamain Sterling fight. Cause, so. That fight was. <laughs> you mean the Aldrader acting class? Yeah, <laughs> there it is, Academy Award. Uh, oh, you know, Don, I was going to bring up the same thing. The kind of. There was a moment where I'm like, I feel like he's like, I could just not. I could just stop right here and I win. <laughs> like, I mean, I don't know. It was because all of a sudden in the interview, he's, but I mean, he did get knocked the fuck out. What were you going to say? Sorry, I just had to agree with Don. I mean, there are a couple oh, things for there. For fuck's sake, for fuck's sake, you know what? I, I've been hit by harder knees when I'm having sex with a woman. You know? <laughs> Wait, why are women kneeing you while you're having sex with them? What, 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 what are you saying to them? They're kneeing you, Don. Acrobatic, man. They, they move around. I throw them around, you know? Shit, my rag doll on Wow. He, he tells them he's not going to pay them. <laughs> yeah. That pisses off the Missouri women big, big time. Indianapolis women, yeah, fuck. <laughs> so, look to Aljamain's credit. Right, here's what he said. Well, first of all, T.J. Dillashaw uh, says uh, he tweeted, and the Oscar goes to Fake Master for Best Actor in a Title Fight. And Peter Yan needs a crash course on the rules in the sport he once was champion of. Hey, Peter, now you're a cheater too, bitch. Uh, different kind of cheating uh, on TJ Dillashaw. Taking EPO and then versus, like, not knowing. But what I don't get is a couple things. Number one. Not knowing? Not, you can't say not knowing. Everybody knows. And, in fact, he kind of stood there and it was like, he kind of knew, like, oh, I can't kick him. And there's like, fuck it. I just fucking can't kick him. Well, he said his corner, according to Khabib, who was working his corner, his corner told him they were, he was allowed to kick him. That's number one. I don't understand. Maybe, maybe his corner was like the same. Maybe like it was Aljamain's corner, but like in the Russian accent said Neum, as, as, as the people are saying that maybe. Um, but also one judge had Aljamain winning that fight. Like that's. Yeah. Yeah. That's an idiot right there. That They should uh, send that idiot to fucking um, uh, uh, skating, ice skating, you know, <laughs> I don't think he would be winning the ice skating event either. I don't understand how, what, on what, he was getting knocked down. He was getting taken down. He was almost stopped. It was, he was getting ragdolled. And I, look, look, I like Aljamain a lot. He's a friend. Uh, he's a great fighter. I think it was a case of he got too excited. He was trying to do everything at once. He wasn't trusting his instincts. He wasn't taking his time. He was pushing the pace way too much. He got, he wasn't playing for a five round fight. It was almost like he was just trying way too hard to make something happen. And that just worked against him when it didn't happen in the first round. 
Um, Aldemain, I think, in the rematch is going to be a lot better. I could see him because now he knows, like, don't do that. But to his credit, this is what he said. He goes, I do remember asking, how much time do I have? But I wanted to continue. In this moment, I'm thinking a whole bunch of things. He goes, I'm thinking, Dana White's not going (laughs) to give me another title shot. The fight's going to be a no contest. Dana's going to say he was losing that fight in the fourth round. So why should we use him again? We already know the direction the fight was heading. So we're going to move on from this. Then me, I'm never going to get the opportunity again. I'm going to have to win three or four more fights to get back in this position for a world title again. Um, well, that's your fault. That's your fault. Or your, your trainer's fault. I mean, they both got bad advice from their trainers. Let's put it that way. He goes, for the fighters that mm. said I melted, good for you guys. Do you guys ever see me quit or tap or want a way out? Uh, when a guy puts on a half-ass beer naked choke and it's half on, you look around and go, oh, I can tap now, I can quit now. You guys are the freaking softies. I fought my ass off the entire time. I was not going to quit in that fight. I was going to take my licking or find a way to persevere, find a way to win like a man, because that's what I do. I don't have the quit in me. There's no quitting whatever I, I'm here. You guys may find it easy to talk about the Oscars and everything. You're the actors. It might be a reflection of your own spirits. Uh, I mean, Oh, my God, Dad. That that put everybody in their place. Oh man! I need to shut up now. Don Don changed his opinion. He's like, oh, that's it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Well, Well, someone was saying that it shouldn't be up to the fighter to decide whether or not he can continue. Right? The doc shouldn't the doc make that call? I found that very odd too. I mean, I kind of give, I, I kind of see his point though. Like, he oh, knows like, he's not going to get a rematch based on he was losing the fight. I don't know if he thought he was, he was going to win after that. I thought he made, see, I don't think he thought the rule, that maybe he thought he was going to lose regardless. And he's like, you know what? I'll do better next time. This way I'm guaranteed a rematch. Um, see, I think the fact that he yeah, admits that he was even thinking those things means that he was like, or I could just take the DQ. You know, it, it seems like all the thought process except that one little part is there. Yeah. That's a lot of that's a lot of thinking for somebody who is unconscious, you know that. All right, so Don, what would you have done in that position? What? What would you have done if you were him and you got need in the fourth round, you're losing the fight, what do you do? Well, let's see. I I'd, I'd probably have uh taking my damn knee off the off the mat, you know, and and fought like a real man, you know, instead of uh, sitting there like that. You know, the guy was a dummy. Um, hell, I, I'd have fought. Shit, I'd have fought. And, you know, I if, if he didn't want the damn belt, which he claimed he didn't want the belt that way, okay, then fine. Put it, put it, and, um, in a bank vault and don't look at it, you know. <laughs> right. Have, have the UFC hold it, you know, until uh, the next the fight can be a rematch. Um, but don't don't fucking put it around your waist and start sipping champagne out of a plastic cup, you know, and act like you just <laughs> want the fucking Indianapolis five hundred. I think he kind of figured. Look, if they're gonna hate me, make them really hate me. Fuck it, go all the way, go full heel, you know. Uh, no, I, see, I, I think that just made it look like that made it look like he got away with one. You know what I mean? That made it look like, all right, guys. <laughs> I 
we slipped. I mean, <laughs> it seems like, you know, if, if you are going to act like that, you couldn't have continued the fight, I'd say maybe go to the hospital, go home afterwards. Like, yeah, I still, right. you know, don't be seen for a few days. Don't be like, hey. I mean, because it did seem like a switch flip. Like the second he put on the headphone for the interview, he's all like, uh, like, oh, hey, Joe, what's going on? Yeah, man. I, <laughs> Totally was surprised. I couldn't believe it. Like there was, it did seem pretty dramatic shift there. And the corkle, what do you do if you're in that position? Uh, I've actually done it. I, I was going to say we already know what Don <laughs> would do because Gil Gilbert Eyeball poked him in the eyes like nine times, and Don's eyeballs falling out. He keeps saying, "Yeah, I'm ready." Like after when the ref asked him, he's like, "Yeah, I'm ready to go again." They didn't even take a point. They just give a yellow card, which means nothing. Uh, but I actually, in my last fight in the UFC, I knew okay. going in if I lost, I was going to get cut. I get kneed in the balls repeatedly, like two times in a row. I, and Oof. after I need the balls, I thought, I can quit right now. I'll keep my – because it will be disqualification. I'll get the win. I'll still be under contract with the UFC. And I thought about it for two seconds, and I thought, man, I, I don't have that in me. I, I just can't do it. Like, that would have been the smarter move, and it was probably my detriment. But I was like – I kept – Dana tells you before every event, he gets all the fighters together, and Dana says, we pay you guys a lot of money, which is a lie, but no. He says, uh, we pay you guys a lot of money to fight. We expect you to fight. He said, I don't care if you grapple. I don't care if you wrestle. I don't care if you stand up and fight, but we expect you to fight. Don't go out there and hug each other, you know? And that's at that time I thought, I'll probably get cut anyway. If I quit now, I could get knee in the balls because no one, no one likes that outcome. And I was losing the fight, so I thought, this is perfect. I can get out of the loss, get a DQ win, say I can't continue, and, but I wasn't really hurt. And I just don't have, I, I don't know, call it integrity or pride or stupidity or what, but I don't have it in me to quit like that, man. I just don't. And I, like you said, Al Jermaine wouldn't have been doing complicated math problems in his head after the fight. I mean, he's like doing calculus and algebra while answering <laughs> Joe's questions, you know, or whatever. Like it was uh, not really, but I mean, he was, he's so hurt he can't stand up. And he's like, by the way, the square root of 950,345 is 30. No, I don't know. But he was, uh, he was extremely well-spoken and not just because he was black. But extremely well spoken for a guy who just oh, just beyond being able to continue. So. <laughs> I think that I think you're right. I think the warrior in me would have done the same thing: I'd keep fighting and try to win. Fuck it, you don't want to go out like that. Uh, although I could, I could sort of, as a businessman, which I'm horrible at too, I could um think of like, ah, you know, I'm guaranteed a rematch. I'll do better in the rematch. Uh, I could see you thinking that. I could see someone. I, I, you have to be an idiot not to think that. Uh, Greg, what would, what would you have done in that position? Well, the warrior in me would say, uh, you haven't used me since the third grade. So I don't know what, I don't know, I don't know what you want me to do now. I'm all, I'm all full up on beef jerky. Um, and here's the thing. You know, at the end of the day, I still like Aljamain Sterling as a fighter. And we can't discount the fact he's kind of his, – his theatrics is kind of taking the heat away from the fact that Peter Yan did still flagrantly, violently – kick him in the fucking head while he was clearly down. Toward two knees, two feet, a hand. Like, he couldn't have been more down. Yeah, but, like, but th th that whole rule, though, right, of, like, okay, so if his knee I thought was just up, one knee was down. It didn't look like, it looked like one knee was down. I, I think you can't have one knee down. But, like, if his knees are up and his head's down and the guy knees you, like, is it going to do the same damage as if his knees are both down? I mean, Don, when you were started fighting – that wasn't a thing, right? Knees down, knees up. It was knees. Right. Knee, there are knee. no rules. Yeah. There are no rules. 
No, and there was no rules. <laughs> there was no, yeah, there were no rules, and it was in a, it was in a cul-de-sac in Detroit, <laughs> surrounded by three burned-out houses and a, and a motorcycle gang. So now, of course, Don, <laughs> when he first Mark, started. Now, Don Mark Kerr said he would open up a cut on you, dig his thumb in the cut in the hole, and then and then turn his thumb to, to like cause excruciating pain. Was that like a, something yeah. that you, something that you did too? No, I didn't have to do that to cause excruciating pain. You know, I think Mark Kerr liked sticking um, parts of him in holes of other various <laughs> men. <laughs> <laughs> so you think that's that's why? That's the best answer I've ever in my life. He likes putting things in a guy's holes. That's why he did it. It was just a yeah, yeah. It was some kind of turn on, you know. <laughs> in fact, uh, in fact, uh, Mark Kerr once pulled out of a fight because he had injured his butthole finger. I heard. So. Oh God! I don't know. <laughs> but, but like, like, but like, uh, Don, like Gary Goodrich said that he removed the guy's cup, squeezed the guy's balls yeah. as hard as he could, and then he said he made peanut butter with the guy's nuts. Um, I mean, when you guys were like training back in the day, did you guys come up with like moves like that? Oh, yeah, I would ask people to do that, you know. Hey, Grigia, come up with something that would, uh, you know, would violate me, you know. And, uh, <laughs> and all the peanut butter, yeah. What's up my question is that, you dork? <laughs> <laughs> do, you do you practice um, jokes with that don't get laughs? Yeah, I do, actually. <laughs> Almost <laughs> exclusively. 75%. The thing about Aldo during that fight, though, is he kept going for spinning elbows. At, at a certain point, you have to realize this is not working. Like, why? Do you, every time what? you went for spinning something, he got taken down. Yeah, you need to back up with that spinning elbow, you know. I mean, uh, figure figure out there's a distance factor on those things, and you weren't quite getting it. You know? Yeah, I, I don't know what his uh, – his corner should have, I mean, said, listen, man, no more spinning elbow. I know that he has great cornermen. I mean, obviously, he's got, like, some of the best. But at a certain point, you're like, hey, man, stop going – like, basics. Basics are what got us here. Basics, basics, basics. Um I'll nothing tell you, he was doing. Nothing he was doing was working in his favor. It was all working in Peter Yon's favor. Yeah, I know that's a tough. That's a tough one. When like someone is dominating you in every aspect, I maybe. Yeah, but I think Aljamain is gonna do much better in the rematch. I think he's gonna watch the tape. I think he's gonna be better. Uh, I, I do. I really do. Uh, I'll tell you who looked. Well, they say they're champions. They say they're champions. Twenty-five percent better just by having the belt. So yeah. Yeah. there you go. There you go. Well, that's it. I'm gonna I'm gonna buy a belt to wear around the bedroom. <laughs> uh, just I mean, just like Aljamain Sterling probably did. Uh, I'll tell you who looks good. And I love Aljamain. I'm just joking. Uh, of course, this is a comedy show. Uh, now Islam, uh, Islam Makovic. I don't know how you say his last name. Makachev, Makaychev, something. I, but he looked amazing against. I mean, dominated Dober, man. Wow, that guy's gonna be hard to beat. The, the, that guy, I don't know who's gonna beat that guy. His, he, he just seemed like he was doing everything right. Those guys from Dagestan don't fuck around. And I really think that Khabib retiring is like almost like when Michael Jordan stepped down from the league. Everybody wants to be the next Michael Jordan. 
And I think that, like, he's the Jordan like, Dagestan. So all these guys want to be the next king of Dagestan when it comes to fighting. They're all- yeah, you know what? And that's, that's so hard to understand because there's so much to do in that country. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean to rip yourself away from all that entertainment value, to, to train, you know, like, guys, it's quite, it's, it's impressive. I don't it's know true. How- you know, there's only two professions there, MMA fighter and wheelbarrow repairman. Those are the only <laughs> two jobs available in Dagestan. So it kind of makes sense. Oh, my God. Uh, this is the most woke podcast. Now, here's the thing. <laughs> now, I would just like to see what happens to those guys from Dagestan when they go to Vegas. I mean, they must flip out, right? Imagine, like, growing up in Dagestan your whole life. Maybe they go to Dubai first so that they get kind of... Find out what electricity is all about. (laughs) Exactly. They probably, can you imagine what happens when the maid goes in the room and all the furniture has been deconstructed and built into a fort? And then (laughs) they they built like a tree house. A sheep pen, you know, they got their sheep in the corner. All right. This is, all right. Don, did you ever fight in Russia? No, no. I just went there once. Um, with uh, you Cal bought Wars the bride and came back with who? You went there, why? <laughs> Cal Worsham. I went there. I went there to corner Cal Worsham, and uh, he fought the tournament, and uh, it was it was nice. I enjoyed it. You know, it was really beautiful, really beautiful. What about you, uh, Sean? You ever been to Russia? <clears throat> no, I've been to Poland, which was close uh, and a very similar. I thought, but yeah, never to. Uh, Never to Russia. I was talking to Monty Cox one time. It's funny because, you know, they gave him a million-dollar signing bonus to run M1 and all this different stuff, and he ended up just skipping out, like skipping out on him after a few months, he said, because they were acting kind of funny. But he would never go to Russia after that because he was positive they were going to kill him. It was the funniest thing ever. Um, that they, sounds you know, hilarious. Yeah, he's still a million dollars. You steal a million dollars for the Ruskies. They're going to fucking come after you, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's I, nothing funnier. Than uh, feeling like the Russians want to kill you. I know. I've, I've, just a practical joke. If I've seen, if I've learned anything from the Jason Bourne movies or, <laughs> or Taken or any of those, it's that when the Russians want to kill you, comedy ensues. Oh my! God. And that and that you can defeat a professional assassin with a rolled-up magazine. You know. <laughs> First of all, I remember that scene. That was a great scene, the first one. But by, by, by the way, Queen Latifah has to stop doing karate on TV. Uh, I can't watch it, man. Yeah, I can't. Like, I mean, yeah. I, there's like, you know, you, you want me to like, okay, fine. Some of these like Marvel, Jessica Jones beating people up. Because she kind of has like powers. Like, if, if you put powers right. up. Yeah, all right, I, I believe she has powers. Or, but when Queen Latifah starts beating up like Russian spies, I'm like, I, I'm out. I'm out. I can't. Oh, yeah. I, I, I can't. Dude, I can't. do you remember that movie Salt? <laughs> no, I didn't Which see was, yeah. what's, what's her name? Uh, Brad, Brad Pitt's ex-wife. Uh, what's her name? Oh, Angelina. Angelina Jolie, yes. That skinny, and she is at her skinniest skinny, and, you know, and so, she, and she's, like, pretending to run like this. And she's, like, beating up guys. And I'm like, come on, guys. I could, it was, it, that was comedy. Comedy did ensue when she faced those Russians. That, in fact, was hilarious. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Rachi versus Santos. That was a boring fight. I kind of, sometimes you got these two killers in there and they, 
They yeah. Make, you know, it just sort of happens uh, that way. What I don't get is giving a guy a brown belt after a fight where he did no jujitsu. Uh, like, what a guy. <laughs> I mean, he defended a couple takedowns. Maybe, maybe he was going to get a black belt. <laughs> yeah. so actually, maybe he had a black belt and they demoted him. Like, that's, They're like, you know what, here, you yeah, give us back the black. I was give like, us back I, the black. I mean, might as well give him a Grammy at that point. I, I mean, what are, we, what are we doing here? Like, why are we giving people, it just seems like, oh, they were obviously going to give it to him no matter what. But maybe give it to him. Well, like, they're promoting themselves. They're promoting themselves. And that's what most of these idiots in the corner do anymore. I mean, they all stand there, you know, pull down their mask and jump up and down. And, you know, they, they, they do everything but shove the fighter out of the way, you know, when it comes time to taking a picture and getting on screen. I mean, it's not about you, you fucking idiot. It's about the fighter and the fight. Don, could you please watch the fights every weekend? Because it's so much fun to hear your. It, like, it really is a delight. It, it re- honestly, like it's this show is so much better when you watch the fights, Don. It really is. It's like because that we're not just talking about fights that you haven't seen and telling you what happened, and then you're chiming in. Like the fact that you're getting so angry at this and you actually experienced it because you know what happened. It's a, it's a fucking it's a whole different show. So please. I think you need what you need to do is you need to make contact. Uh, Adam with yeah. cameraman Tony, yeah. and and get and make sure that cameraman Tony <laughs> is connecting with him to get him to watch the fights because that's clearly what's working. It, it's so much. It's so much better now. Uh, now Dominic Cruz, Dominic Cruz. Yeah. You know, that was one of those fights where the, the 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 veteran, the guy who's been in there, you know, he just he just outsmarted the young guy. I don't think Casey K looked bad. I just yeah. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. That fucking guy he gassed out halfway through the third round. <laughs> what a fucking douchebag. He couldn't make it through the whole fight. This kid was so bad. Fuck him. God, I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed he's saying he's from Tucson. He's from Tucson. So, Don, you've never gassed out in a fight? No. No. Wow, that's pretty cool. That's, that's pretty impressive. Not, not even when I went through withdrawals, you know? Fuck. What about your last fight with the guy that, uh, that fought Tank Abbott a couple times? What about, what's his name? With, like, what about your fight with Raven, the wrestler? What fight with Raven, the wrestler? I'm just kidding. Uh, no, but no. Okay, so, all right. All right, that's, all right okay, Casey Kenny. I saw a picture of you. You just scratch, scratch that joke out of your, out of your book. <laughs> <laughs> I'll fucking scratch it. Alright, so hey, listen. Yeah, exactly. Don Fry never gassed and he was hungover and coming directly from an orgy. So Dude, he, wow. Even even on like even on like 30 Vicodins, he still never gassed. All right, yes. I, now listen, now after the fight, Cruz called out Hans Molenkamp. Now we don't know who Hans Molenkamp is. This guy is the head of Monster Energy, or no, he's not the head. He works for Monster Energy, and he's a guy that's like, he's kind of an influencer. He's always in like a couple kickboxing events. I I don't know what exactly he does. He's always kicking things out of fighters' hands and laughing. It's sort of like a jackass thing. I guess he sponsors fighters. I don't know what the beef. The guy's like two hundred. He's a big guy. I don't know what the beef is, but Dominic hates him. Maybe he got stuck in a contract with him. So he said. So he called out Hans Molenkamp out of everybody. Uh, and he goes, fuck this. I, I want to do a kickboxing match against this guy. The guy wants to be a fighter. He's fake. He thinks he posts Instagram pictures that makes him important. There's a whole speech about Hans. 
And then, like, I guess Hans and Dana White got into it earlier, a couple, because Dana had, like, this fucking guy says he knows me, he's a poser, blah, blah, blah. I don't know what this is, but I support it. I, I think, fuck it, <laughs> call out whoever you want. Like, fuck it, don't even call out a fighter. Just call out fucking people. Exactly. Like, that was, it was hilarious. I mean, uh, McCorkle, do you know Hans Molenkamp or what the deal is with that? I've never heard of him. I did hear a rumor, though, that the, his, uh, Dominic Cruz's beef with, his, with him is that Dominic asked him out on a date like five years ago, and the guy oh. said no. Oh, um, boy. So that's probably where their issue started. <laughs> And then uh, I did think, man, watching, I was amazed. I lost a bunch of money betting against Dominic. But I thought, man, you know what? I should have known better because no matter what happened in that fight, Dominic was going to be banging with another guy later that night anyway. So either way, if he was gay, that'd be okay. He's not gay. I, I've seen him with some of the hottest women I've ever seen. Yeah, you'd be the first to know, wouldn't you? Yes. Yeah. 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 Mick Jagger was married too. When I was blowing him, he hated. Yeah. All right. Oh All right. So, anyway, all right. Now. <laughs> so now Mick Jagger. Just, I just else we're gonna throw him. David Bowie, yeah. David Bowie and Mick Jagger were both married to somebody else at the time. Yeah. Dude, the, one of the funniest shows. <laughs> was like he goes, yeah, that guy was being sneaky, like the Chinese. Like he said, the guy. Like all of a sudden, the Chinese got oh, on the podcast. And then McCorkle goes, I don't know how the Chinese got involved in this conversation. <laughs> What's up, people? Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Look, football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. And Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. How cool is that? They got real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. That's right. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. So head to the website and use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's right. Okay? BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code CLNS50 to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online. Your online sports book experts. Check them out. So, Joseph Benavidez versus uh, Askar. Uh, yeah. That, that fight, uh, man, I, I kind of feel bad for Benavidez. I, I, I almost think maybe... I don't know. I don't know. He should fight. It's hard to keep. That should retire him. That should definitely send him at least down to Bellator or Bear Duckle. Yeah. I, I think he's about done. No. I don't think he should fight anymore. He's one of those guys that looked, I mean, he got dominated, man. They, they keep giving him these guys that are like 15 and one that are like from Russia that are just killers. It's just. Hey, like, was this the one? Was it, was Askar the one or was it the very first fight where the guy got the cut on the top of his head? And it was bleeding really bad. And he could tell that every time he squeezed, it just poured into the other guy's mouth. I think that was the first fight of the night in the early prelims. There was, there was, one, you, there was one with uh, uh, Kyler Phillips looked great against Song Yidang. Uh, yeah. Where Kara, Kara France, he, not, he was getting his ass kicked. And, and then just him, bam Knocks the guy out and then stopped the fight himself. He yeah, yeah. And the other guy got up and threw his mouthpiece at him. It was like the weirdest thing like but he, the fight should have been stopped but he 
it, once again, kind of Herb Dean sort of, I mean, it's hard, I guess, but wow. Well, now, because Herb never, Herb never waved it off officially. He just went over there. So then he thought he might, it might not have been called off. And so yeah. he went over like he was going to punch him again. And then Herb was like, oh, no, 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 it's, it's, it's over. And that, of course, pissed off Bontarini or whatever his name was. Now, uh, McCorkle, the king of the one-punch knockouts is Mark Hunt. Was that that you had that he was going to knock you out and walk away for your, when, you, when, you, when you fought him? Yeah, I was afraid it would happen the first exchange too. Like that's what I kept thinking. Actually, <laughs> going into the fight, I was positive I would. I was positive I'd win. I'd be like, listen, I'm not so much bigger than him. I'll just charge him and tackle him. I'll get it on the ground one way or another. And then as soon as I got within ten feet, he blasted me in my face. And I was like, wow, he's really good with distance and really fast. Then he hit me again, and I was like, I just pulled guard. I was like, dude, the hell with this. Um, but I really was. I was in Indianapolis, my hometown. People <laughs> watching, and every single one of them. <laughs> Every single one of them thought I was going to lose, including my parents. So now, who who hit, he hit? Was he hit? Well, I showed them. And the, the, the guy now, uh, Pujanowski, the world's strongest man. When you fought him, how hard did he hit? Uh, he didn't hit very hard at all. He had a ton of strength, but he didn't know how to apply it. You could tell, like when I wrestle with Tom. Tom Erickson feels three times as strong as him when you grapple with him. You know, he just. Uh, I'm sure Pujanowski's stronger than Erickson, but not when it comes to wrestling or you know applying it. So. Got it, got it, got it, got it. Um, and then Sean Brady, this guy's going to be hard to beat, man. He looks like a, an acid trip on TRT. His tattoos are fucking – he's got the tattoo, Greg, that had like – it looked like the – Yeah, guy, it was uh, – Little Caesars pizza, the devil or something. And then, yeah, yeah, on his back, and it's big too, and it's just looking at you. <laughs> yeah, but that dude is like – those are the hardest guys, I think, to fight. Aren't the guys that, that, that do one thing great? The guys that do everything good or like everything really good. And it seems like that's where like, he doesn't seem to have any weaknesses. Um, so, uh, cause I feel like if a guy's a specialist in one particular thing, you might be able to isolate that. Like, okay, you're fighting a guy like Damian Maya. Don't go to the ground with him. Just don't exchange. Not that that's yeah. Or you're fighting Ben Askren, kind of a similar thing. Don't get, just keep the distance, keep the distance. Whereas a guy who does everything right, a guy like GSP, that's got to be the hardest. Um, Don, do you agree? When you were fighting the specialist versus guys that everything right, what was the hardest? What What would you rather fight? Who would you rather fight? Well, how come you didn't? How come you didn't say like Don Fry said GSP? Why didn't you say like Sean McCorkle? Like you're a guy that does everything right. How, 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 how did GSP get in this conversation? No, you're right. Look, well, like he had those smooth legs. Don, you're a black belt. Yeah. You know. <laughs> A black belt jiu-jitsu, you're a professional boxer, and you were a college wrestler, possibly an All-American. I think you were like a fifth alternate for the Olympic uh, wrestling team. Uh, so oh. I would 100% be like, in that category. I was like 15th alternate for the Olympic team. Uh, sure. I, was, I, I had a better chance of making the women's gymnastics team. <laughs> 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 so, Don, I would, I would put you, whereas McCorkle, I would say, is a specialist. Jiu-jitsu was your thing. Right? I mean, that was your thing? Yeah, but, but the sad part was I wasn't even very good at that. So it's like, uh, <laughs> like it was funny. The UFC at one point was – at one point they were talking to me about fighting Fabricio Verdun, and I was like, how do I win that fight? I don't go to the ground with him. He's better than me standing up. He's got better cardio. So I probably would have just said three Hail Marys and thrown a wild punch and hope for the best. That would have been my guess. So. Right. But, I mean, I mean, but you were a black belt in jiu-jitsu. I mean, plus, I think you, you have that, like – 
She, like I heard, I heard Shaq is a brown belt. By the way, is that, is, that, is that true? You know that's true. Could that possibly be true? I highly doubt. statement. We, we can't be talking like things like that. <laughs> oh, that's racist. Well, it doesn't, doesn't really matter what color the belt is. Well, we had Sean Merriman on the podcast, right? Uh, Greg, you know Sean Merriman. Football yeah, player. sure, from the Chargers. And he's been training and sparring like for three days a week. He, he wants to do MMA. He wants a fight. And Shaq wants a fight. And I think we should make that happen. Sean Merriman agreed to it. He's like 100%. Who do we think wins that fight, Shaq or Sean Merriman? Greg. Uh, Sean Merriman, because he could probably still use his feet. <laughs> I don't know. Sean, I, I feel like he's going to be a pretty stationary target, Shaq. So I definitely would go with Sean Merriman. Uh, McCorkle? Shaq is 100% all talk. He's not ever going to fight anybody. He's not going to do anything. He just talks a good game uh, like he always does. But Shaq can't fight to save his life. He, he got to fight with Charles Barkley and got put on his back. It was ugly. You know, he threw a punch at Brad Miller. I used to watch the NBA nonstop. He threw a punch at Brad Miller when Brad Miller wasn't even looking at him. He didn't come within three feet of hitting him, you know, when he played the Pacers. So, he shacks all talk. He's not fighting anybody ever. Got it. And that was the Pacers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> now, there was a fight, Greg. Uh, it was uh, Medic versus Cruz where uh, the guy got hit like 7,000 times and the ref didn't stop it. And that was bad, yeah. Everybody was yelling, stop the fight. Rogan. Yeah, he was turtling up. He was just protecting his head. It was, I was screaming it at the TV. I was like, fucking stop this fight. Are you kidding me, man? I don't know what that, guy, that ref was thinking. I don't understand. I, I, I don't understand why they give some guys, like, way too much and other guys that stop it right away. Uh, made no sense. Um, I think, and also, uh, those are, those are, yeah, those are great fights. Now, fights this week. We have Leon Edwards who has won, like, eight in a row. He, he's the guy that Masvidal hit, like, at a press conference. He's from England, black guy from England, badass. He's fighting Bilal Muhammad, who is another really tough guy, uh, seems to be reaching his prime. Uh, I don't know. I'm thinking Bilal might win because of activity. Leon hasn't fought in two years. Uh, who do we like in this fight? Greg. Well, Muhammad's the only one that I'm really familiar with, and I know he's been fighting great, so he'd be the guy that I'm going to go with. Uh, Sean? Yeah, I'd go Muhammad also, man. I just don't uh, – I don't think guys with an English accent can fight. I don't know. Like, maybe it's just me, but it seems like having a British <laughs> accent takes you down two levels of toughness at least. What about Lennox Lewis? After, after, after the American Revolutionary War, they weren't worth this shit. Yeah. <laughs> Except for the war between <laughs> What about Lennox Lewis? What about Lennox uh, Lewis? I guess that's the one. you money? <laughs> no, but he was a fucking great fighter. He was a world champion boxer. He was a boxer. He was a boxer, not a fighter. There's a difference. Oh, okay. All right. Ooh. The accent doesn't Ooh. affect boxing nearly as much as it does MMA. Got it. Got it. Got it. What you about, wear a lot more. Also, they wear a lot more fringe and tassels in boxing. What about Bisbing? Bisbing was a champion. Yeah. <laughs> what, about Michael, what about Michael Bisbing? There you go. Huh? I thought we were talking about guys who could fight. <laughs> oh, come on. Bisbing was, was a tough motherfucker. That guy was right out of two, uh, lock, stock, and two smoking barrels. Bisbing is so tough that uh, GSP came out of retirement from a weight class below and mopped the floor with him. That's how tough right, that was. Uh, that, was a, that was not a great night for Bisbing, but he also knocked out. I said he was tough. I didn't say he was an incredible fight. He knocked out Luke Rockhold. Uh, <laughs> he won the belt. 
All right. So also on this card, uh, Misha, uh, <laughs> Misha Sirkinov taking on Ryan Span. Span. Uh, Span lost, coming off a loss to Johnny Walker. Good dude. Yeah. Get him on the show. Uh, yep. Felipe Linz, who won a million dollars in the PFL, uh, he lost to Tabara, um, and uh, now he's fighting Ben Rothwell. Rothwell uh, beat uh, Rothwell. You know, no, Rothwell lost to Tabara. Uh, Rothwell has, you know, wins over OSP, wins over Stefan Struve. Have you ever trained with uh, Ben Rothwell, McCorkle? Sean, I think Sean left. Uh, oh, they uh, lost him, yeah. Uh, but I, I, <laughs> and then, uh, I, love, I love that Don finds it hilarious and then that it finally happened to somebody else. <laughs> and then Angela Hill was taking on Ashley Yoder. That should be a good fight. Yoder's a hottie. I love Angela Hill. That's going to be a good fight. I like that. Eric Anders. Who so, wait a minute. Who's the PFL guy? Is the PFL guy now fighting in the UFC? Is that what yeah, you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Felipe Lenz. He won the P, won a million dollars, but he lost his two fights uh, in, in the UFC, his first two fights. Uh, have you trained with Ben Rothwell, Sean? Ever? Uh, no, I know him. Um, friends with him to a degree. I, I know Mitch Rion trained with him pretty extensively um, and said he was pretty good, but. Uh, no, I think, uh, man, I, I want Rothwell to win, but I think he'll probably lose that fight, man. It's, uh, Rothwell's got to be 42 or 43 now, if not older. So it's, uh, with the days of steroids being gone, it's tough, man, when you're that age. He got popped with steroids one time, or he got it tested positive. And that was a guy that I was like, I mean, he definitely didn't pass. The, I, yeah. mean, he passed I think the, twice. He definitely passed the smell test. You look at him, you're like, you know, you're like that guy's on steroids. You know, he doesn't look like he's on anything. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know. I feel like if I won a million bucks in fighting, I think that'd be it. I think I'd. Uh, <laughs> think so? I think I'd be cool with it. I'd be like, okay, good. I'll stop right here. Well, Lance Palmer. Lance Palmer won it twice, two years in a row, and then was mad at the PFL for not going having the season last year. Wanted to leave. I was like, man, that's a guy who loves fighting. Uh, fuck it. Who's not doing it for the money? Or that, or he just spent a million dollars. I was going to say, but that means he made $2 million. Yeah. yeah. Right. So he's mad. He's mad because he was like, I needed to make another million dollars. Right. <laughs> he clearly thinks he owns that shit. He wants another round. Well, and that's what I would do, too. I wouldn't go to the UFC and fight for $10,000. I would come back and fight for another million bucks. Some people are just bad with money. I mean, I remember when MC Hammer, remember MC Hammer lost all that money? Yeah. I remember watching a video on Arsenio Hall when I must have been like 10 years old. And, and, and our senior was like, yo, Hammer, I heard you're spending a lot of money. And he's like, no, nah, I'm good. He goes, yeah. He goes, well, what was your last purchase? He's like, he had a, he had a thing in his, in his car that turned on the light to his fish tank in his house. Like, he, he had, like, a remote in his car. And this is back in the 80s. Like, you didn't fucking have that, you know? Like, <laughs> you did if you're stupid, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're just like, what? And you're bad with like, money. That's, uh, that proved how bad you were with money, you know. Dude, I remember watching a video of like they went backstage at a Hammer concert. Some guy was standing there. And he, it was like he had like a hundred security. Like, Wait, and the guy's like, "What do you do?" He's like, "Oh, Hammer bailed me out. He was a friend from back in the day. He he uh, he paid for my you know parole, and now I, I and now I just get paid to stand here." And, and like and like you wonder why he went broke. You're just yeah, like, no. Apparently, he employed like his whole uh, original neighborhood. He just like put them all on the payroll and was like, okay, yeah, you come here and you, and that, because I, I, you know, that's the thing. He thought the money train was never going to stop running. Oh, uh, man. Uh, what's, what's the dumbest thing you ever bought with your money back in the day, Don Fry? A wife. <laughs> 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 I, so I told you that's why he went to Russia. 
Uh, Sean, what about you? Uh, probably a $10,000 dog recently. No, um, dumbest <laughs> thing I ever bought, man. Um, golly, I, I'm pretty good with my money, man. I'm a quarter Jewish, so 25% of the time I'm on top of it. So, uh, yeah, I would say, I don't know, 10000 for a dog is a lot of money, especially with no guarantee I can sell the pups for very much. So, uh, Greg, I mean, back, I mean, you booked some major commercials. You had that, that one commercial recently with Flo from insurance. Uh, did, did you ever make a really dumb purchase? Uh, yeah, uh, cocaine about 3,000 times. It was a mistake. <laughs> I seem to really love making. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you're supposed to resell it at a profit, you know. <laughs> hey, listen, I, I'm not working on that side of the business. I'm the guy they're delivering it to. <laughs> I mean, how I'm the guy, Greg, when you, uh, when you did that saw, commercial, yes, Greg, when you did that commercial with Flo, did you meet Jeff Charney, the guy that's in charge of their advertisement over there? I don't, I maybe there were so many people around, so it's tough to say. Yeah, uh, I Don, met that guy on a vacation one year, nicest guy ever, man. He was a really good guy, and I guess he ran their whole advertising division. Don, when you, so, did, that, they, yeah. Don, when you did the Priceline commercial with Shatner, what was he like? I uh, don't know. He didn't speak to anybody on set. So. Wow. Not even you. Not even Don Fry. Not me. He, he, when the director told him that I was a famous guy, he gave me an evil look like, how dare you be on my commercial set when you potentially are better well-known than me. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's crazy. What about Rob? Wow. Now, when you were in Big Stan with Rob Schneider, one of the all-time great movies, uh, hilarious. Have you ever seen that movie? You ever see Big Stan, Greg? Uh -uh. So Rob Schneider's going to prison. Like he's got a hot wife, whoever. So he's going to prison. So he's like scared shitless. So he learns how to like kill everybody in prison, beat them up by like taking his fingers, sticking up their ass. Like he, he learns karate. <laughs> and, then he, and then he runs the jail. <laughs> like, it's like the greatest. Uh, it sounds like it would definitely make you popular. I heard I Mark Kerr was a sensei. Yeah, Mark Mark Kerr. <laughs> uh, what was it like working with, with uh, Rob Schneider, Don? Rob Schneider's a cops, man. I'll tell you what. You can't meet a better guy. He's friendly. He's caring. He, he fed, you know, all the extras on that set. They were actually ex-cons, you know. And... Uh, Rob said everybody that he catered it with the top uh, caterer, movie caterer, and as a, he fed the extras the same as the as the actors, you know. Wow, that's and, great. Uh, yeah, you couldn't, you could never be a better guy than Rob Snyder. I'm telling you. I, I heard it's amazing. You hear this a lot. There's so many guys. There's so many people that are great at being famous versus those that are really shitty at being famous. And it's always nice to hear about the ones that are really good at it. Rob had a funny story. Yeah. Where, like, my my bet you. Shab? If you ever become famous, my bet's against you. <laughs> you think I'm going to be really, I'm going to be Shatner about it. I'm going to be, yeah. I'm gonna be going around taking a Shatner all over everything. <laughs> <laughs> I heard a funny Rob Schneider story he, back in the day. He told a story of how like he was in, the, in like the, the marching band or something back in high school. And uh, like back, they like lost funding. So they were like, Rob, you know, will you, will you, you know, give us money for the band? So he like funded the band for like 10, 15 years. Like he was the guy making, but then he like, wasn't making as much money back, you know, at a certain point in his career. So he couldn't fund the band. 
So then everyone was mad at him. They were like, Rob Steiner's taking away our band. So then like, <laughs> everybody was like mad at him. Like he was like the biggest asshole. Like, oh. man, if not for of Rob. <laughs> no good deed goes unpunished, my man. They, they love you. They love you when, you know, you're spending your money. It's socialism. Socialism, socialism is great, you know, until you run out of other people's money. <laughs> that's our podcast. That makes a lot of sense. Those really connect. That's, 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 that's our podcast today. Greg, what do you have coming up? Oh, I have a bunch of shows coming up. Uh, El Paso, uh, March, uh, at the end of this month, 26th through 29th. And then I will be in Phoenix the first weekend of April, which I think is uh, two, second and third. Uh, and then, then I will be uh, the fifth through the 11th at the LA Comedy Club in Las Vegas at the Strat Casino, which I'm pretty sure is short for Stratatory. Ha! Uh, what about you? <laughs> what, 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 what about you, Sean? I uh, actually have a couple guys building a pond at my house right now because my one pond wasn't enough, so I'm building like an acre and a half pond in my front yard. And uh, I've got, uh, I don't hear what Don said, but it was probably awesome. Um, I also had a guy come out to give me a uh, estimate on some asphalt, like redoing my driveway. And uh, I was talking to the guy, we got talking politics, and then he slid in one of those. You ever like talk to a guy and they slide in something super racist? So he's like, I was like, man, I really hate what's happening to this country, man. This woke stuff, this political correctness. He's like, yeah, Jews running everything. And I was like, whoa, dude, I wasn't, I wasn't going down that path. Where, Fuhrer, you know, whatever, but he, uh, he kept saying super racist stuff. And then I just went with it because I figured, why not tell that guy how I really feel? No. Um, but no, I just went ahead and went with it and tried to see if I could offend him, and it did work out. He agreed with everything I said. So yeah, normally I, was, I, was, I was really going overboard with it. Like, He's I was like, right. asking, so, like, is there anything people could support and watch you do this week? Uh, coming up, but like, yeah, hey, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, since the answer is no, I gotta have something to say. <laughs> so you're talking about your racist pawn guy. <laughs> Got it. Okay, so uh, Don Fry, what do you have coming right. up? <laughs> April, uh, April 5th to uh, something, I go up to um, Phoenix and I heckle uh, some fat Mexican uh, <laughs> wannabe comedian. Um, and then uh, I think next week I, I go up there. Uh, to Tempe or Mesa, and I heckle some fucking white boy um, who will be bombing up on stage from Tyson. Nothing much. All right, thanks, Don. Uh, right, well, uh, I, I can't wait to come see you heckle that fat man. I was performing in Phoenix. Uh, this Friday night, I'm in Gilbert, Arizona. Uh, this Friday, uh, Saturday, uh, no, March 25th, 28th, I'm at the House of Comedy being heckled by Don Fry uh, in Arizona. And then April 2nd and 3rd, I'm in Chattanooga at the Comedy Catch. Um, but uh, thank you guys so much. You guys are great. Have a great week. Take care. Take care.